0: Welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. The Reds are just 90 minutes from Wembley after a come-behind win against Fulham in the League Cup semi-final at Anfield. Second-half goals from Curtis and Cody helped us recover from a really poor first-half display to rectify matters in the second half, aided no small measure by the impact subs Gakpo and Nunes. Big chances at the end could have put the tie to bed, but considering the thinning nature of the squad, a win here against a dangerous opposition wasn't to be sniffed at. I'm Chris Smith and for this one I'm joined by TLW Editor Dave Usher and longtime contributor Stu Montague. We'll be unpicking the action from Anfield, assessing the impact of Trent's injury and looking at a welcome 11 day break. Dave, great to get the win. Much improved second half performance but we've seen this quite a lot this season. We get the win in spite of a slow start uh, with subs and system changes getting us over the line.
1: Yeah, yeah it's a recurring theme. Um, I know this because every game I watch I have to listen to my dad saying about oh we're a second half team why are we always so bad in the first half (laughs) and every game like he says it I'm like oh yeah you know what I can't even argue with this first half shit it just happens like so often but you also know don't you that okay we'll sort this out you just know like that at half time they'll just make whatever changes need to be made tactically and then if that doesn't work or even if it's working to some degree On come the subs, and then whatever issues we've got tend to just go away. And that's what happened again tonight. You know, we started the game well. Uh, It was all fine up until Fulham scored. And then I felt like we just... After Fulham scored, I thought we were shite. Um, Mm -hmm. Started the second half much better. But it was so obvious that like changes needed to be made to to the forward line, really. Uh, Glaringly obvious... I mean, even from the start, I wasn't I wasn't happy when I seen the team. Uh, I'm never happy if Darwin's in it, as you know. If Darwin's not in it, as you know, but um, I just didn't think that the front three was... It didn't look like it was going to be effective, and it wasn't. And then as soon as we made those changes, totally different game, and... Two one flat at Fulham in the end, you know it should have probably been more. The way like the last twenty five minutes, half an hour went. Mm-hmm. So it's only half time. We've still got to go over to their place and finish the job. But yeah, um, I predicted two one on on the pod. I think me and Jules both said two one. Paul went for three nil. Um, we don't do things easily, you know. We'll probably concede first at their place as well. It's just mm-hmm. what we do. But I still think we'll we'll come through it in the end.
0: Um, Stu, I suppose um, a, a, a win is a win here, and considering three or four of our like most impactful players in the last couple of months, Salah, uh, Trent, Allison, Endo, all missing, uh, the two players on the bench that we had to bring on were kind of really all we could bring on in terms of changing things, um, it's satisfying to get the win here, even though uh, the margin of victory might have been a little bit bigger had we taken some chances. Yeah, I
2: think especially, like you're saying, with the, the amount of players we've got out at the moment, it's just trying to tick things over and keep getting results while we're waiting for to get some bodies back. Um, I think it was one of those, I, I agree with Dave, until they scored their goal, it felt like it was going to be one of those nights where we were sort of trying to pick them apart and I wasn't too worried because I don't think they looked too solid, I, wasn't, I thought they'll give us a goal there at some point. Um, the centre-half that the Tosin that they had, he kept giving us a yeah. ball in the final third. And I was like, we're definitely going to get some joy here. Um, yeah, then they score and you go, OK, fair enough, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, it did performance did sort of go to shit a little bit after that. Um, it's one of those all's well that ends well, though, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. and the thing you've got to look at at the moment is... I think we've we've said it a couple of times. You boys have said it, and probably said it earlier in the season as well. That idea of like you don't feel like you're playing that well, and you're still winning games. So that's that's a really great thing to have. Um, and then there's always the the, the the worry that you're not playing well, and you start losing games, and you know you stop you stop the run. But I feel like all season I've always thought that the firepower was going to be the big thing this year. I didn't think we would be the finished product. I didn't think we'd be as solid as we are usually. I don't think we were tonight. I think I think. Verge, especially first off, Verge, Ibu and Joe were all a bit, it was just a bit tentative, it was a bit passive throughout the game we were letting balls bounce, I just felt like they were off it a bit and that set the tone but gen- generally we've been good at the back and I've, I've it's it's that firepower that is just, we've got that extra move that a lot of other teams haven't got, I think you saw it when we played Arsenal, we've got an extra gear, we've got a different thing to do. Whichever way you want to do it, whether you want to put Gakpo on or you wanna you know, you wanna throw Nunes on, or, you know, if it's Jota that hasn't started, we've always got a gear, we've got a different thing to do. And I think that's what's getting us through a lot of these games is that we've just got different options that we can go, right, we'll try this, we'll try that, that other teams around us, I don't think Arsenal haven't got that, that fourth option, that fifth option we have. And even City to an extent haven't necessarily got that fourth, fifth option. Tend to not need it, though, do they? Yeah, they don't. They don't. To be fair, but that's why when I looked at the start of the season, they called us for second, because I just feel like we've got that firepower. As as Brennan's been saying about the goals we've got in that team, you look at it, you know, there's there's so many goals in that front five, so that's, it's not luck. It's not luck. If if in and I thought the subs were really good. I thought to do it at the right time. He didn't wait till seventy five. He gave mm. him like thirty-five minutes. He went, no, come on, we're going to throw, we're going to turn the momentum of this football match now. This is going to be a different match to to what we've been playing here for sixty minutes. And I thought that was good. I thought it was brave, and it was the right decision. Um, so it, is, it isn't luck that we keep kicking on in in the last. I'd rather we weren't having to do it, but it is because we've got those options that we are getting these games won from behind and from situations that other teams aren't winning. I think.
0: Yeah, good point. Um, Dave sometimes we sort of bury the lead on the pod really um, and that can be my fault when I'm hosting because we kind of go through things in chronological order but it really was the substitutes who made the difference tonight and I thought Gakpo especially it was one of his best performances for us um, to date I think and it took his goal brilliantly his contributions elsewhere on the field he was really progressive in his passing and just everything he did was really really positive had a little bit more zip to it than where we've you know yeah. we sometimes criticized him for holding onto the ball too long and um you know perhaps being a little ponderous in possession but I thought he was just really really excellent tonight
1: yeah quick feet as well there's a couple of times mm-hmm. when he, he got it in tight spaces and he's just shifted it and he, he's got out thought he was excellent um Lovely finish for the goal as well. It's it's like it's not the most difficult chance, but it's not easy either. You know, you can easily like blue Yeah, it was a yeah a bit behind him, wasn't it? Yeah, was it's just not, behind nice, him, so. nice controlled finish. But we've said before, you know, he is a good finisher. It's one thing like that that's consistent with him. You know, other things maybe not as consistent, but the finishing is is consistent. If he gets a chance, you always think he's going to do well with it. Um, I don't know but what it position way, he was if playing. it was the
0: other way, if it was the other way around. And the keeper was providing the yeah, the, providing way the cross for Nunez. We, we probably the keepers been making a world
1: he, about a goal. <laughs> that, that's what's happening. Keeper's just going to make a great save. It's not like he's going to balloon it. He's going to hit a lovely strike, well connected, and the keeper's going to fucking save it because that just seems to be what happens all the time. That's doing me as in now, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, just on Gakpo. I don't know where he was playing. Like, I don't know where really any of them were playing, and I suppose that's a good thing, because it was so fluid, like Darwin was on the left at times, then he was centre forward, then he was on the right putting crosses in from that side, Gakpo was like right wing one minute, left wing the next, then he's in midfield, Jota was just floating about all over the place, mm-hmm. it was so fluid, like, and that's probably why Fulham just couldn't deal with that like, in, in the last half an hour, just the uh, the movements and like the quick passing, and we were just camped in there half. I mean, Virgil and Canate are probably about like thirty five yards from their goal, pretty much the entire half. Connor Bradley uh, uh, on the on the right is like, and I think Diaz was kind of playing as like a sort of a left back, because Gomez was doing the Trent thing. He was like he was in the middle. It was it was like the way what I don't know how you draw that on paper. You know, if you were like drawing that line up, I don't know what how you would draw it out because everyone was just interchangeable and moving around so much. But I really enjoyed like last half an hour of that game. I thought we Mm. were brilliant, and compared to what had gone before it, like which was just sterile and yeah, just we just um, not really creating any chances. Everything was ponderous. We looked like we were going to get caught on the break. but we did start brilliantly. Like the, the pressing in the first 10 minutes was great. Kept winning the ball. As Stu said, like that centre half toast, just he was a fucking train wreck. He just kept giving us the ball. Uh, so it's just surprising that we ended up going the way we did, like 1 0 down and just losing our way. But as you say, the subs coming on totally changed the game. Um, I suppose we can ask the question should one of them have started, you know, was it the right decision to start with the team we started with with Harvey in the mm-hmm. front three? Um I don't know what what Gravenberg's done over the last couple of months to to justify getting started in midfield or or getting brought off the bench ahead of Harvey sometimes. I I'm not seeing it. I think he's struggling. I thought in the first half he was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. And then I thought he was doing alright second half. He seemed to like he had a shot and then he got a little bit of confidence and suddenly like he, he looked like his old self again and then he got subbed more or less straight away. But that first half from Gravenberg, oh my god, it was really bad, like.
0: I saw a stat at half time that that showed um that he'd won one of his ten duels that he's had. Yeah. And that kind of summed it up really. He was just incredibly passive and Yeah And yeah, it showed. And he you know, he, he did start the second half quite well, but he it was the obvious choice, really, wasn't it? We, we had to get yeah. him off it. it just because he he'd done a little bit better for that ten minute spell. Didn't necessarily say he was going to continue to to do so. So we we, we had to get him off. But Stu, I just wanted to pick up on something that you said, like a, about us having to make these changes to win the game. Do you think that not necessarily by design, but it's something that's factored into what we're doing? Like it's obviously we're not going out there with an eleven that. Isn't going to do the business for us, but do you think it's kind of a case of sort of keeping our powder dry a little bit, knowing that we have these extra sort of gears that we can go through coming off the bench with the with the front power, with the
2: with the firepower that we have up front. I don't think it'll be it'll be by design because I think we'd obviously look to get on the front foot when we'd, when we'd look to um, to dominate the game and, and put them away without having to make the subs. I'd imagine, and then we can just you know make them as and when we need to do it. I th- I don't I don't really get what Harvey Elliott on the wing is is doing. I never I never like it. I didn't like I didn't like it in the last game, and then he sorted it out, and we, we massively improved. I don't like it in this game, um, and I think I thought he again he was another one for me. It was Harvey or it was Graven It was that had to come off. It was like neither of those two for me were doing were doing what they needed to do. Um, so there's always the option you bring Harvey into midfield, but I, I think. I think, As I say, I think they both improved second half. I think Harvey was probably a bit pissed off that he got hooked when he was just starting to get into the game. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I've got a thing where I think Harvey's better off the bench. So he plays well off the bench, and then we're all like, right, why don't we give him – we've got to give him a start then. I, I feel like – so the, the limitations of Harvey are his physicality. So he's not as quick, he's not as strong, he's not as dynamic – as some of the other players he's up against, so I feel like when he comes on at like fifty minutes, sixty minutes, seventy minutes, he, that sh- you see that sharpness. He, he gets to things that he wouldn't get to against lads that are fresh. If you know what I mean, so if it, it gives him that, he's got that extra little zip to him because he's fresh and he's against people who've been playing for sixty minutes. I think that's why he's been doing so well off the bench because it just that that, that slight advantage they've all got over him in pace and physicality. It's not quite there. When he comes off the bench, he, he sort of he, he gets to things that you wouldn't get through. He'd started. Um, for me, I, I don't know. We, we'll, I, if he's going to play in midfield, then I think you can you can let him knit the game a little bit, like Curtis, a bit more. I don't understand him on the wing. I mean, if someone tells me I'm wrong and they can tell me of a game where where it's been a success, fair enough. But I'd always, I always I'm I'm an advocate for Gakpo up, up, through the middle up top with people running off him. I know what that looks like and I know the runs people are making off that and I think the press always looks better when Gakpo's there I think especially if we're we're going to go to Fulham and there's going to be a bit of onus on them to play football I'd like to see him start at nine because Mm. I I just think you ask them to play you ask them to try and play and break us down I like him I just it it feels more of a a sensible uh, system to me rather than Jota and Nunes don't knit it together as well when they're at the nine. It bounces off them a little bit more, and you know. Even though I thought I thought uh, Diogo did pretty well today, I I tend to look at Gakpo and go that makes sense to me in, in this sort of old style. Bobby made sense. You know, you knew what what Bobby was doing. You knew what runs people people were going to make off that. Um, but yeah, like, like Dave was saying about the formation there as well. It was it, I felt like the best I could figure it out was actually two centre halves. And you had Diaz, Diaz, uh, and Connor, and they were like your four fixed positions, and then sort of Joe Gomez and Mac were sort of in front of them, and then everyone else could just sort of go where they wanted. Because mm. Joe Gomez was almost playing centre mid, wasn't he? Yeah, he really he was, was yeah. doing the Kyle the, the Kyle Walker thing tonight, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, and he did pretty well. At it to be honest, he was getting forward and and um, and doing a pretty good job of it. Um, but no, I, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's by design. I just think it's lucky that we not lucky. It's you know we've put together this squad where we've got options especially up top where we can just twist and go okay that's not working I mean, I mean imagine chasing Diaz for 60 minutes and then Nunes comes on you've got to try and chase that it's yeah. you know what I mean I think that we've, we've got that option where eventually and I know we'll talk about his finishing but he's just making things happen he's just running in behind you again and again and again and he's getting shots off and he's working the goalkeeper I think eventually it's just that attrition just wears you down, and that's that's a large part of why we're, we're winning these games. In the, what's we how far ahead of everyone else was it? Was it about ten goals or something? We're ahead of everyone else now, scoring goals in the last seventy, last fifteen minutes. Yeah, miles mm-hmm. ahead. I, I just feel like it's almost you know that's our street fighter special move, isn't it? Like last fifteen minutes, we're about to pull out what we do every mm-hmm. uh, you know every game, um, and you know long may it continue.
1: And the more you do it. <clears throat> The more the opponents start to fear it, it's in their heads, isn't it? So, the the more they flash those graphics up on the screen, yeah, that'll do for me. Let everybody know about it, (laughs) and it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy then.
2: Yeah,
0: Dave, um, you've you've been an advocate for playing um, Diaz on the right in uh, in Mo's absence, and given that Mo is going to be gone for like another three weeks, maybe even a little longer, depending on how Egypt get on. Perhaps this was a good chance to, to give him a try there, but also by the same token, um, he's starting to find some form again. So maybe you don't want to upset the apple cart and just can continue letting him play himself back into the, the good form he had at the start of his Liverpool career. Like, Are you disappointed you didn't see him on the right tonight, especially considering we had an, you know, a number of options who could fulfil that left-wing position?
1: Yeah, I be. I mean, like Stu, I don't like Harvey in, in the front three. I understand it to some extent in home games. I think you can get away with it more, but away from home, when you you've got that the chance like to to play quick counter attacks, you haven't got that when when Harvey's there because it's not what he does. It's you know he's not capable of doing that. He wants to get it into feet. And there's a couple of times tonight where we had a chance to break, and Bradley's like looked up and he's there's no runners in behind and Harvey's coming short to feet. Jotter will run in behind, but Jotter also likes to drop off and get hold of the ball and play one-twos. So we just didn't have that threat in behind. And I just feel like Diaz could do well on the right. We saw it like briefly against Arsenal. It, you know, we didn't play the whole game there, but when he moved, thought he was effective there. We've seen Darwin on the left, how, how effective that can be. So it is something that I would have liked to have seen us do. And it's one of those where, like, I look at the team selection, and this happens sometimes, like a few times, like during the season. And I'll have said to John, like at the start of the game, like, you know, this obviously home games, and I'll say to John, I'll go, like, 55 minutes here, and such and such is going off. Like, you know, it's going to happen before, you know, you just know, like, he's not playing the full game yet. We're going to have to change this because you don't really like the team that's being put out. And that's how I felt there. I was like, there's no way we're playing this full game with Harvey in the front three, we're going to have to change it. Same thing at the weekend as well, and we did change it. Now, maybe that is part of the plan, like what you said before. Maybe it, the it's not so much like how you start in the game, it's how you're finishing it. And they're like, well, we want this team on for the final half an hour of the game. When the game gets yeah. a bit more stretched and they're a little bit more tired, maybe that's what they want. And maybe all of that is factors into team selections. There's probably a lot of stuff goes into it that we could never even imagine. I just look at it and go, why is Harvey playing in the front three? You know, we haven't got any pacing behind. This is not going to go well. And it didn't. But then you make the changes and, you know, we we look great. But maybe if we'd have started with with the players who we brought on, it might not have worked. And then what have you got to bring off the bench? So I see both sides to it, really. And I, I wouldn't have picked that starting line-up. But, you know, it's not like if we'd have put our best 11 on the pitch and it didn't work, what are we doing then off the bench? Right.
0: Especially with the thin,
1: excuse me, the thin nature of the squad we have. That's what I mean. At How many moment. senior players did we have tonight? We yeah. had thirteen, was it? For, well, fourteen yeah. if you if you're including, no, thirteen outfielders, thirteen senior then, outfield players we had.
0: And considering just five weeks ago, Fulham came to Anfield and were you know three to up with ten minutes to go, and in that yeah. team we had Allison, Trent. Salah, yeah. Yeah. like you know it's we we've, we've it, if you put it into context like that we, we we've done all right tonight and finished the game really strongly, could have had more goals, but it, as you, as we've talked about it, Stu, it wasn't a good start. what did you make of the goal that we conceded tonight
2: It, it was a bit of a bit of a shambles really yeah, it's like I was saying before it comes from just being passive there's there's a few chances there where um mcallister. Uh, goes for a challenge, pulls out ball, ball goes in the air Joe Gomez sort of looks like he gets a shout doesn't go for it, ball bounces Verge doesn't come for it, ball bounces not a great header I think in the end he's quite lucky in that Verge gets over puts both of his feet there so he can't shoot and it goes through the, the tiny gap in Virgil's legs if you look at it so I think he's a, he, he's a, he's quite lucky with his finish but I do still think I'd want, I would like the centre halves to be a bit more aggressive, be a bit more dynamic, and come and win it. But I can, I, I can sort of understand where if I was, if you're criticising the centre backs, Van Dijk would probably look at you and go, "It's gone through the tiniest gap between my legs. There, what do you want me to do?" And I also think it goes right at the goalkeeper, and Alisson does probably stop that. I think we all know that, don't we? Yeah. It, it felt, it felt in a very savable range for for, mm-hmm. for a normal goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I w I wasn't so much I wasn't so much bothered about the shot because Williams has got quick feet and he gets his shot off, that's fair enough. I was just a bit more pissed off with the the ball bouncing. It happened quite a few times. There was one where yeah. um I think it was said there's one where Kanate like from our ball, corner come yeah, they go for the oh, same God. ball there's the one there's the one where um where Harrison Reed chases the ball down and it goes to Kanate and he puts it out for a throw in, you're like, How's that happened? It felt like it was from a corner, our corner or something you're like, can we just sharpen it up a little bit, Felt of of all the team it felt like that that vibe was, was being given off by Van Dyke and by Canati was like, oh we're a bit, we're not quite at it tonight, we're in third gear a bit um, that that changed in the second half but I felt like in the first half especially, especially after the goal to half time, that time period there it just felt a bit like, can we get our shit together boys, can we wake up a little bit here? Mm-hmm. because it all felt a bit we'll just do enough a, a little bit not maybe complacent's not the right word but it all did feel like we'll play in third gear and I won't quite get into that fourth gear um yeah. so yeah the, the the goals frustrating It's I think it's a little bit it's a little bit lucky then you know you could say the same thing with with Curtis Curtis takes his chance we get a little bit lucky for our goal um but yeah again I think up until that point I was just sort of waiting for us to score. They barely even, they barely even worried us. Um, but it yeah. was a bit concerning how we 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 sort of got knocked out of our, our, out of our stride there. But I suppose it's a little bit you can understand it. Like I know Dave was saying before there about we're down to bare bones and the the, the age of the squad. And it was I didn't realize I saw something before we came on there. and I'll, I'll give a shout to the lad who put the the stat up on um, Twitter. His name Michael Reed. He's the data editor. Up to Joe. He said that apparently that's with an average age of twenty four years and three hundred and thirty days, that's the youngest starting eleven for a major cup semi final since O two, O three. Um so our average age was twenty twenty four years, three thirty days. Their youngest player was twenty six years, one oh eight days. Mm-hmm. So even though we're the big boys, it was we've got a much younger side, a much less experienced side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is that thing, I suppose. We, we think of Canati as a, as a big player, don't we? Big senior player. What is he, 22? So there is that element sometimes where you go, okay, these boys aren't, aren't super experienced. They are a bit young. They can still have, have 15, 20 minutes where they get no, knocked out of the stride a little bit. Um, yeah. but, you
0: know. That that definitely happened, didn't it, Dave? Like um, We were knocked out of the stride by the goal. Yeah. Perhaps, as you said, because it was so unexpected. <laughs> but... Also and we've seen this time and time again that once you can see that first goal you get the play acting and the time oh. wasting and it's difficult to rediscover your rhythm after that like you know and then the crowd gets agitated by it like that play acting from that Pereira that got Virgil as booking was oh one of the worst, worst I've ever seen. Yeah. It was it was absolutely shocking and after that the, the, the you know the crowd's back is up you can tell the players are a little bit pissed off not not necessarily rattled but just as Stu said, like knocked out of the stride and it contributed to a pretty poor 25 minutes after that.
1: Yeah, that was scandalous. Like, I think if you get, he did get touched in the face, Virgil's hand touches his face. Mm -hmm. And I've got no problem when, if that happens, if you milk it a bit to get a free kick, you know, you, you hold your face and you look to the referee and you go, oh, what's that? To do what he did though, when players do that, you just think, no, you know what, you deserve a serious injury in this game. You know, just (laughs) karma. Karma should get you for doing that. Like, as I say, no problem if he holds his face and he gets a free kick because he's made a bit of a meal of it. That's fine, you know, that's going to happen. I'd expect our players to do it. But when you go to, like, the, the lengths that he went to there, rolling about, it was absolutely scandalous. And, like, I don't know what's worse. Him doing that, the referee letting the physio come on to treat him, Knowing full yeah. well there's like nothing in that, or the fact that he, he books Virgil for it, it's like it's just a triple whammy. Give the free kick, fine, it's a free kick, he, he does touch him in the face, so yeah, you can give a free kick for it, but that's it, there's, there's no more to it. And then what, what that happens, what happens then is every time Virgil makes a tackle and it's like a foul or something, it's in the back of your mind, or oh, because he, he caught Jimenez. Uh, yeah, and he was... played the advantage and, and like that could have been a yellow card if he wasn't already on a yellow card. It was far more I of a yellow of card you... than the one he got.
0: I thought of you when that happened because there was the incident the other week where who was it? The um the the Newcastle player, um what's his name? Joe Linton. Joe Linton. Who yeah. didn't who didn't get the booking for the pullback and they played the advantage and it yeah. was a similar situation here, so maybe that was how Virgil got away with this because no, it could have been. I, I don't it think been a second the rule
1: doesn't that, that's not what the rule is, though. The rule isn't like if you you would get booked for what Virgil did, they can go mm-hmm. back and book for that. If you pull somebody back, it's not, but if it's a foul, like a tackle and a okay. foul, they, they're supposed to. That's a yellow card, and they can get out of the yellow card if it's a pull or you know, like if you're impeding an attack, but not an actual like. Challenge that's a, a foul, right so I he, he just um he just didn't book him because it's it wasn't a book and you could have booked him for it, but when he's already on a yellow, there's no way that's like a second yellow. But it was more of a yellow than the one he actually got booked for, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, but it's you know, the, that's just like, uh, I don't really want to go on about the referee, even though he pissed me off tonight. It was like, look for both sides, by the way. I, I don't think he was he, he wasn't pissing me off because I thought he was biased, he was pissing me off because I thought he was. shit but give me that. <coughs> give me that all day over VAR and all of that shit. You know, just watching yeah. games without that, it's great. I'll, I'll take well, off your mistakes all day.
0: Give me that over the blatant penalty that we would have got if there was VAR for the purposes of not having the ha- VAR. Ha- I was the like, I, I'm happy, yeah. I'm happy to let that handball go all <laughs> fucking day to shame. get rid of it. Uh, yeah. But it would have been given. It Stu. Would have been like the path, they, they but... look at that and they would have, they would Maybe. have given it. I didn't think it is either. Not in a million years. He's trying to head the ball. His arms fucking there. It's not a penalty. But we would have got it had VAR been there. But I'm, I'm more than happy to to sacrifice that to just not have the fucking VAR because there was such a nice flow to the game, especially in the yeah. second half when things just got moving again. And you know we benefited from that in the second half, not so much the first half. But anyway.
1: On the penalty though, that the handball. The only thing that like I'd say about that is I think it should be a penalty purely on the fact the ball's travelled like twenty yards and he's like not even looking at it. He doesn't he puts his head and he's not even looking at the ball. He misses the ball completely and it hits his arm. So for me, that's a penalty. But I don't blame the referee for not giving it because the referee can't tell if he's headed it onto his own arm. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it's not a penalty. So you can't tell from where the referee is if he's got one look at that. He does not know if the ball's brushed against his head and then it's his arm. So you're never going to get that in a, in a normal match. But I totally agree that if VAR wasn't in in play tonight, they'd have to give that as a penalty, I think. No, I, I, I think it'd be 20 yards? Yeah, but he's not...
2: He's just, it's just a shit
1: header yeah, He's just and, missed and the ball be with it. For for that.
2: The... No. You should be punished <laughs> it's for that not, kind of a, shitness. It's not a penalty for a shitheader. No, he should miss the ball with his head. Because he's I not don't... he's
1: not looking at it, he's put his head down. That's like poor technique. It's hit his arm. That should be a penalty. He should be punished uh, for that. For me,
2: I'll say your punishment doesn't fit the crime. It's but... roll the dice and you don't know what VAR gives anymore. You, you just you don't know what the rules are anymore. That's the annoying thing, is there? there's no consistency. One day Var will give it. And the next day they won't yeah. and you're like well i don't really know what we're doing it's like we were arguing about the the descent i mean just pick please just pick a pick a fucking set of rule of lads is the descent a booking or not like is throwing your arm at the ref a booking or not it's just oh it is after the 70th minute all right thanks that's that makes a load of sense yeah. the point i'd say as well i, I know i always bang this drum He's Pereira's doing that and he's in a team with Jimenez who's had a bad head injury and he's pretending to have a head injury. Like they're shameless. Footballers are shameless. Yeah. Like, they, they do not care. If it means that someone with a proper injury will get ignored, then it, so be it, because they're just they're shameless, as, as Jules always says, They cheats. They are they're cheats. Footballers mm-hmm. are cheats. You can subscribe to the
0: Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms. Whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean, just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. And he it, it perfectly fit the bill for the uh, the, the dyed blonde hair Brazilian yeah. footballer as yeah. well. Like yeah. that was right yeah. in the wheelhouse for him.
2: Like, um, it looks like Anthony's cousin, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and he played for Man United as well, didn't he? Him that? Yeah, in his his career. Age, yeah. Yeah, Do you know so what I would say
1: about the, the Bleach Blonde thing? House. You can imagine how, how devastated <laughs> it was at the weekend with my boy Bamford scored that <laughs> fucking worldie and oh. then I seen it, died as a Bleach Blonde. like, oh no, come on. <sighs> Did you see the angle from behind? Yeah. From like the oh, other end for that? Fucking yeah, Fuck yeah. Serious, was.
0: Yeah. That's the best uh, Leeds goal since your against us in 95.
1: <laughs> yeah, fucking hell.
0: Fucking yeah. unreal. Um, all right. So, uh, notes after the goal. Um, Yeah, like, still, I thought the only players that looked a little bit likely for us in the first half were uh, Diaz and Jones, and that really wasn't saying much. There was a beautiful bit of skill that I noticed from Curtis where he sort of, like, pulled the ball out of the air and used the outside of his foot to play it into space and then charged forwards. That was just fucking outrageous, by the way. Really, really nice. Um, Gomez had an effort just wide. Didn't really catch it that well, but the wait for... His goal goes on after that was his 200th game for us tonight. Um, mm-hmm. You'd think after eight years, he probably would have, he probably would have had more, but you know injuries and drops in form and stuff. But you know, good for him, 200 games, nice little uh, landmark. And we did start the second half a lot better. Uh, nice run forward from Grabenberts, checks back inside and just pulls his shot wide. Really nice move from him. Nice opening for Jota, couldn't get the ball out of his feet and that Castagni just took it off his toes at the last second. Good challenge from him. But on 55 minutes, as we've kind of said before, the the game turns on the substitutions and and we're able to move forward and play the game at our own pace in our own way from that point on.
2: Yeah, I I thought Jota looked lively pretty much throughout. He, he, He never needs to be in the game much, does he? And you think he'll just come alive and do something. So in the first half, when he gets that that little sniff at goal and he fires it across the box, you he's just always busy. So I always think, even when we're not playing brilliantly, he's he's the guy who'll just pop up and do something. Um, do you know what? Even in the first half, I thought let's let's do the might as well do it now. The Connor Bradley chat. I thought I thought he was hmm. he even then he was positive. He was he was constantly trying to get foot front foot. He was make he made that running behind where he wanted the ball in. He was constantly trying to hurt the spacing behind the full back. I really honestly I mean these kids now when they're coming on, I know we've we have we have chatted about it before the pod about how there's no fear. They've just they come through and they've got this um this just this front foot, this Jurgen Klopp front foot mentality, haven't they? Mm. Like that is a that that was a lad there who was I'm gonna I'm gonna influence this football match. I'm gonna impact this football match. I'm gonna make you know, I'm gonna be the best version of myself tonight. I was really, I was really impressed with him. I think without the ball, he was great. He was winning his battles, and w- with the ball, yeah, he just he just wanted to make things happen. He he ran past William a few times and said, you know, do you want a race? Let let's let's uh, drive down the line. And so I thought, yeah, even in the first half, I thought he was someone I, who I was looking at and going, do you know what? If he keeps making those runs in there, that's that's one path that we can get in and we we can uh, create a chance. Um, I know that Dave was mentioning some stats from him. Um, earlier on but yeah I mean really impressive boys isn't it I think I, think I can't be the only one who thinks now I, I want to see some more from him I want to see some more games from him
1: yeah mm-hmm. well, I said that yeah. after Arsenal wanted to see more of him now because you can just tell he's got something and yeah tonight he's kicked on again added to yeah. his reputation real uh, Stephen Gerrard body shape
2: I think he's got that same sort of body shape hasn't he that same yeah. frame that Stevie had when he came in
1: yeah, if he, if he gaiters, fills yeah. out the way Stevie did, yeah. there'll be no stopping him. He's still a little bit on the skinny side, isn't he? Like, but, yeah, I, I thought he was brilliant tonight at, at both yeah. ends. Just Tenacious defending, getting his foot in, just being a fucking pest. You know, to, like, his arm's always on the back of the winger. He's always trying to hook his leg round and get a touch on the ball. He's just being a pain in the arse and just getting tight to his man all the time. I, I really like his defending. And going forward, he's like... Just really adventurous and like tries different things, you know. Everything he does is like positive, isn't he? So looking forward to seeing more of him. Uh, Trent being out's obviously like a a big blow, not specifically just because of the right back position, but it's just the outrageous stuff that Trent does. You know, like the incredible passing and every game now there's like there's two or three things that Trent does that maybe don't get talked about anywhere near as much as it should. He's doing things that are just fucking outrageous and then all you're hearing about is oh yeah but did you see the winger went past him it's like fucking hell look at everything else he's doing it's incredible so having having uh, someone to come in like that it's great the only thing I'm thinking is well he's only really getting that chance because we've got no left backs (laughs) and Joe Gomez is out there because otherwise Joe Gomez would be playing right back and Joe Gomez has been great at right back so we're well off in that position and we mm-hmm. We're fine at left back as well, you know, it's you can't legislate for having two players out with more or less the same injury. Um so we have we've, we've got cover in, in all of those positions. So I know people have been talking about like signing a full back and stuff, but you know, left back or center back, I don't think we need to sign anyone to be honest. I think we're fine mm-hmm. at what we've got. Well, that, that keys into a question that, um, that Paul sent to us. He
0: said, Connor Bradley, I've seen enough. We don't need to sign a right back. What do you say boys? Obviously you're on board with that Dave, Stu. Yeah,
2: I think I'd agree. I, I'm always one for, uh, for at this point, if you lose both your left backs, then you're going to be finding different solutions. You can't, you can't build a squad where you've got three left backs. The same as when you—that's the season when all of our center halves are out. You're like, right, well, that. What happens if all four center halves are out is that you have a bad year. You can't build a squad that that sort of um, that can absorb that. You just take it on the chin. You have a bad year if all four center halves get injured. You you maybe finish top four. You don't win the league. Um, so yeah, I think like the way that we're doing it at the moment, where we've got Matip out and we've got uh, both the left backs out, is we're just moving people around. Connor Bradley gets a couple of games, that's fine. Maybe then Robbo gets back, Gomez rotates left-back, right-back. I think we're at that point where you go, that's fine. I, especially given Kwanzaa has now has stepped up as that fourth centre-half. I feel like it would need to be someone special. If the, if we were going to sign a, a player, it would need to be someone, a big hitter that we thought that we were looking at for the summer or you know, yeah. an opportunity an opportunity that we think this is someone very, very special that we're signing. Mm-hmm. Because when everyone's fit, bear in mind at this point Joe Gomez is our third centre half. So your fourth centre half is then either Joel Matip or Kwanzaa. You're gonna yeah. need quite a quite there aren't that many centre halves out there that are better than Joel Mat that are better than um, Joe Gomez, especially at the moment. I said this even when we were looking to get rid of him, maybe. there aren't that many out there, look around the league, he'd start for virtually everyone. So, yeah, yeah I think for me, it'd have to be someone special that yeah. we're pulling forward.
1: Well, I'd it's, said a couple of weeks ago, hadn't I, about uh, Branthwaite from Everton, but we can rule that out because apparently they've put a £100 million price tag on his head. Yeah, <laughs> so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's a bit of interest in him from different teams, apparently, and Everton have said it. Uh, Real Madrid, one of them, I think. <laughs> 100 million fucking hell like they didn't, so beggars can't be choosers i mean if someone offers them 50 they're not in a position to turn it down that's like a yeah, month's loan repayment deals. to yeah. 777 isn't it like 50 million quid
0: <laughs> it's the interest
1: i so i want right. to go back to something that stew said before um you know you're saying about all footballers are cheats and that like jules always says that you're a coach. Yeah. What? what be, be completely honest now. What? What do you say to your players if they do any of that? Do you tell them to knock it off, or do you, or you just take the free kick and or the yellow card for the opposition, or do you say to your player, "I don't want to see that"?
2: So I, I'm I'm obviously defenders' union. I've been I've always been like a defensive player, tackles, and even when I was in midfield, I was more of a beholder. Um, so for me, I always I always say the same to the referees. Ah. Uh, I don't want people booked if they're going to try and win the ball and they don't quite get there. i re- I'm really keen on bookings for cynical fouls. Like if someone's gone past you, you pull them down, that should be a booking. It never is at our level, but it should be. Um And with the other stuff, I think I think it's one of those things where if someone's gonna if someone is gonna clip you, I don't particularly you shouldn't be getting out of the way of it really. If a defender's gonna come and clip you, I I I don't I don't particularly like seeing people pretend to be injured. That's the one that really does my head in. I don't mind if you try and buy a foul, bit of contact, win the foul. But you can't be rolling around pretending you've broken your leg. I, that's I, I, ne- I never like that because they just think, well, when someone's seriously injured, then we're not going to take you seriously. You know, everyone could just play on while someone's got a snapped ankle. So what um, would you do? So if yeah. One of
1: your players did he? Would you sub them?
2: No, no. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd sub them. I, I'd probably I might have a little word about do we really need that or we we probably or we take that we might take the Mickey out of them a bit. I think. Um, but there's the element of like, some people are too honest. Like a defender will come clattering through someone, and they just try and stay on their feet, and it's it's naive. In a perfect world, then you don't go down, and you get you should be able to get your shot off, and you get the free kick, or and you get the penalty. But referees don't referee the game that way. No. So you have to. Unfortunately, they decide what the norms are that we're going to play to. We've got to play to those norms. So because it's not really the laws, is it? It's just the norms of of what they give free kicks from, what they don't. Uh, so I you think there's to, like cheating you, at. You gotta play to that.
0: There's cheating at like a, a Premier League, La Liga level, and then I'm not. I mean, I don't watch that much lower league football, but when I go and watch Shrewsbury, I certainly don't see as much cheating <laughs> as I see in. I you think what it's like a, it's a, down.
2: A top like, go on, go on, mate. <laughs> I was gonna say the head injury thing. People going down, pretending they've got head injuries. That's really filtered down. That that happens at mm. our level as well. A couple of them, like if if people are like one nil up. Towards the end of a game, you do get that where on a corner someone's pretending they've had a bang in the head. That that's happening quite a lot still because obviously everyone wants to win football matches and everyone takes it seriously. Um, so yeah, they're like, well, I'll just take I'll take a couple of minutes out of the game because they know the referee can't do anything about that. It's a bit like you were saying, Dave. Like why why is the ref bringing the um, the physio on for Pereira? Well, he can't do anything about it. If Pereira's rolling around and says he wants the physio, then the ref can't go no. It wasn't a
1: head injury though, was it? He was he was holding his face.
2: Oh yeah, he's been like touched in the face. I get that, but if it's that thing, if uh, it's a clash referee... of heads.
1: You can't take chances. You've you've got even if the the bullshitting, and you've got to just you 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 don't want to be the ref that leaves a player with a fractured skull on the pitch because you think he's taking the piss. So they're always even, do a, that. even a pull. It's it even a pull that you. Uh, you, this
0: you wasn't it's, it's a it's a rule that's been introduced to, for player welfare, and they can't get out of their, out of their own way enough and be honest enough to just yeah. use it yeah. when it's necessary not to get too not to get too bogged down in this we had we had loads of shouts about Connor bradley in in the request for questions we had uh, Connor conor gleason says small sample size but Connor bradley looks a talent up against an experienced fulham team tonight didn't seem phased or overall like his cameo against arsenal similar to quanta he could be a diamond dave yeah um would you would you liken his his potential to Quanta to come in and just be sort of like a reliable regular who we can count on to you know fill in or even start games and he's not going to look out of place.
1: Yeah, I think Quantas is a really good comparison. Obviously, different types of players, but no, I, I was thinking that myself, like uh, at full time, because Quanta was walking off the pitch with his arm rounds, and I thought they're probably the same age, maybe a year in it. They probably came through together. And you can see, you know, similarities in just how comfortable he is and better than people expected him to be. I mean, we shouldn't be that surprised about Bradley because he was Bolton's Player of the Year last year, and that's not easy for like a kid who's gone out on loan mm-hmm. in a tough physical division. And he was Bolton's Player of the Year, and you know he plays for Northern Ireland all the time. So although that's Northern Ireland are a great side, he's playing international football in front of like big crowds and stuff. So he's not like some. Like Bobby Clark, for instance, at the weekend, you know, Bobby Clark's not really got any of that to fall back on, but Conor Bradley has at least, he's got a bit of a background in in like playing senior football and that. But this is a big step up, obviously. But I think like you, you hear stories, you know, about how how highly they think of him, and there's a reason for that. And then you can see it when he plays. You're like, yeah, that that's why like the you know the behind the scenes the talk is like they've got high hopes for him and that, and you can see mm-hmm. why. I just think uh, he's not phased by anything. Um, when he first got into the team, like he played a, played a cup game a couple of years ago, and I remember I think he gave a penalty away, and he looked like he was just maybe not quite ready, which obviously he wasn't because he was like eighteen. Uh, I don't know if it was Preston away. I think he maybe gave a penalty away in that game. It might not have been Preston, but I think he played against them. But now he's been away on loan a couple of times. He's had a full season in like League One, and you can see now, you know, he's he's totally ready for it, like physically, and just experience wise. He just he's just a much better player now. So yeah, I think he's going to be valuable for us. And um, when everybody's Thanks. fit, we're really like well off in the fullback positions because we haven't seen Owen Beck yet. But that lad's a good player as well.
0: Well, there was a question about Owen Beck from uh, from Marilyn Gander on Twitter, who who asked, like, this is just a mark of Klopp, really. We're playing a semi-final first leg. I'm not sure what the I can't remember what the position in the game was at this time. I think we're two one up, but he sat on the bench and he's talking to Owen Beck yeah. and uh, Marilyn speculating about what Klopp would have been saying to him at that time like I'm not sure whether there was a plan for him to come on and and play 10-15 minutes or something but it's just a mark of Klopp and the interest that he takes in developing young talent that in that role he's taking time out to sit back in the second row of the bench and and, and talk to a young player it's it was pretty cool to see
1: yeah I don't know what he was saying like I I just assumed he was bringing him on but then he didn't yeah. so now you're wondering well what was all that about what what was he saying um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, and I I thought he might have got some game time, but now I think he probably won't, because I don't think he's going to play in the second leg. Probably not going to play against Bournemouth, Norwich. And then when when's that? We'll, we'll, will sure. Will Costa or Rob be back it. for that? Is it because they they're back at the end of the month, aren't they? Like start of February. So if that's before, then he might play in that game. Is it Norwich or is it Bristol Rovers? When do they when do they replay? So I don't I'm just presuming that Norwich will win that, yeah, I don't know. Did you see all the tweets on the Norwich fans? Like just no, hoping yeah. <laughs> hope <hoping> Bristol <laughs> Rovers knocked them out. They're like, yeah, it uh, really can't be arsic. going there and getting stuffed. Let's just get Get Louis eating. Suarez alone for the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just all to right, give them PTSD. Same.
0: The fourth round is the weekend of January 27th. So maybe we're getting yeah. Robert Costas back by then. Oh, Hopefully no, one of them anyway. Based on Linda said the other 17
1: day. 17 days. They're out for January, but they should be... But
0: what's Costas doing done? running around on the training pitch with no sling on or nothing? Yeah, Nike. he's...
1: It was like a week later, wasn't it? He posted yeah. on Instagram something like, won't be long or something like that. I was like, he's right. He the Greek Wolverine. The first, when like when that injury first happened, they were talking like, I remember someone had said, he's expected back before the end of the season. I was like, fucking hell, it must be like, you know, a three month job. But mm. no, he's he's not going to be out for long. We also said that Thiago's going to be back in February. So I oh, believe that when I see it, but I would love him to come back. What an option to have to be able to play him like in in certain games and that in the running oh, yeah, if he maybe gets yeah.
2: Him back, yeah
1: yeah. No, we'll probably have another setback, won't he? But if we could get him back in there, um... what do you
0: say then, Stu? When if he comes back, he's he, he's he comes straight. back will oh, push
1: the people. Yeah, he'll
2: push people out of the team. Yeah, I think if he if he gets back and he gets fit, he'll, he'll get he'll um he'll play ahead of McAllister. I would have thought so in that position. As a, as a whole, group. if you are if you are a ball player who's going to play six, then I think if if we're happy with McAllister being there, I think we'll be happy with Tiago playing there. He's though. no endo though, is he Tiago to be honest. Ah, oh, no one's there's only he one is. endo, isn't it? Come on, <laughs> you know what I mean. We fucking need him it now. Was, now is when we need yeah. him. God yeah. damn it! Did you see? Right. Um, did you see Marco Silva saying about the African nations? I didn't even get onto it. We're like, oh Salah's gone, Salah's gone. he was like, We've we've lost three pe- we've lost three players to the African Nations as well. And I was like, Oh yeah. So I thought I'd check and it's um, there. one lost? of them was that Well they lost Bassi who plays centre half That's why that Tosin was playing today. Oh, so yeah. I it's and well it's hurt us. Yeah. Who else? Um oh, one of them was someone I've never heard. Oh, it's um Iwobi, will not it? Iwobi's gone as well for Nigeria. Ah, oh, right.
1: Yeah. yeah, so two two first-teamers. But he's players, actually it? been playing pretty well for them. Oh, he's a handy player, yeah. isn't he, on, on his day? Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, yeah, I noticed that Man City aren't losing anybody to the African Nations. I mean, they would have been if one of their players hadn't moved on for uh, <clears throat> other reasons... the less said about that the better even though he was found not guilty in a court of law and all that kind of stuff despite like dozens of charges against him but that remains uh, unproven Um, so just coming back to the game um, we did get level stew uh, with 22 minutes to go Curtis got us level goal at the cop end Um, big big deflection I just looked at that and I thought first of all Jota did brilliantly on a couple of occasions really scrappy Mm -hmm. like just the way he does like he recovers the football and finds a way to do what he's going to do and the second thing I thought about that was that if the defender hadn't been so preoccupied about having his arms behind his back maybe he wouldn't have been like throwing shoulders at the ball and
2: uh, deflecting the ball into the net so how do you see that one? I thought the... So Jota's brilliant on the goal. I love it. He wins He wins a couple of battles there that he's got no right to win. I think he might even nudge it with his arm at one point to just keep it going. Then he dives in, wins the tackle. It's amazing. And then on the on the shot, for me, again, that's if you watch Jota, the defender can't come out to Curtis because Jota's making this big, aggressive run in behind. So the defender has to sort of hold his line and sort of half-look after Jota as well. So that's, in a way, it's that we talk about assists and, you know, who helped in a goal and whatever, he won't get, you know, he'll get the assists because he gave him the ball, but that, that no, was that a big move.
1: Don't be taking was, an assist off my boys, Joe, I'm not having it. Oh, did it go to Jota, then Then Darwin, yeah. then to Curtis? And two assists well, again, tonight for Darwin.
2: Well, I mean, but that's just made my point, hasn't it? <laughs> the, the key contributor in that move is Jota. He's yeah. won about four tackles, and then he's made this big run to take the defender away, and then it goes in. Um, so yeah, but he's uh, I love that about. Him. He's just so busy, isn't he? He's always in the game. He's always, he's well, he's not always in the game, but he's always wanting to make things happen. He's he's proper little needly bastard. I love him. Um, and then yeah, the, and then the other goal. I think that's a, I think that's a really understated class finish from Gakpo. Again, he's not really got any right to just stroke that in as easily as he as he does. Um, and he's it's his competition, isn't it? He is that that's four four yeah. and four. I think in this. Yes. Apparently it's good it rain. First time that's happened since Smeecher, I think, in two thousand and one. Someone was saying so. Maybe it's maybe it's
1: his tournament. Yeah, Winner maybe. in the final will do nicely. Uh, me yeah, and you yeah. are on the same page with with assists and like the validity of them. And normally that first assist for Darwin, I'd be like, yeah, that's not an assist, but you know, I'm in a I'm in a bloody warrior. Like people are fight, <laughs> people are fighting dirty, so. If I'm gonna to have to throw that assist start out there, I'm gonna fucking do it. You better believe I am two assists. I, I don't know where we are with
2: assist now. I think feel like I started this war about six months ago, and it's just you somehow copped it. It's like any stat. As long as you know what it is, as long as you know the limitations of it, that's fine. It's like you. All it describes is you gave the ball to someone else and they scored a goal. It just doesn't tell you whether you gave it to them on the halfway line. They took on 15 players or you put in an Alonso pass for them. It just, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't give you that information.
1: It's also subjective though, like,
0: yeah, exactly. It's also subjective like XG, you know, like who decides whether that, I mean, I guess it, it boils down to like reams and reams and reams of data where they've put in like what happened in this position the most amount of times, but, um, I'll I'll definitely give him the second one because it was a really nice little pullback and he he got himself into a good position and great finish from Gakpo. And that was the 50th goal scored by the front five um, this season. John always tells us when one of the front three scores and uh, the number that's up to now because he's like super invested in this statistic as being like a really important thing that if it continues, is going to fire us onto glory. So I've been on board with this as well, despite that one statistical error that's made me doubt him somewhat but like I asked him to look back at the in in the previous era like if you took the forward line the traditional front three plus Divock and then the traditional front three plus Diogo and to look where we were at in that in those other seasons so he came back and he said in 1819 when we won the European Cup the front four which would have been Bobby, Sadio, Mo and Divock scored 76 in 52 games um, in 1920, when we won the league, they scored 63 in 53 games. In 23, 24, we are at 50 in 31 games. So, it, it we are on pace to be doing something sort of to, to supersede anything that they that that that, uh, that previous team did. Really, like if if you think that we might end up playing another 30 games, then. We could be looking at a hundred goals in twenty one, twenty two. They got ninety six and sixty three, uh, which is when we nearly went all the way. Um, you know, like like it bodes pretty well, really. If they can if they can keep that up, I think he is onto something with how many goals those lads are putting away, Dave.
1: What was the season Mo's first season here? What what was that? Was that eighteen, nineteen, or was that no? It was. It was wasn't seventeen, it like 17 eighteen? 18? 18? Cause yeah. that season was ridiculous like Mo got 44. I think Sadio got 26 or 27 or Bobby got 26 27 and then Sadio got 20 something like three of them were over 20 and Mo was like over 40. and I don't know what they done He might have been out on loan that year I don't know but um yeah, yeah. like that that season was like was mental mainly because just mo went wild didn't he but um I'd just like to see them get a hundred this year. I don't think that's that out of the question, but I suppose it is in the sense that we've had all the easy group games in, in the Europa, which is where we could have filled our boots and didn't. So getting fifty now probably maybe a bit of a tall mm. order. Well, I mean, if you are start flying into Darwin, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Are saying we're putting his chances away? And it, it's not fair. Like it, it, some of it, some of it's justified, but that tonight, he's had three efforts tonight, and he cannot do any more with any of them. Like, what are people expecting? Like, well, the head, it's a fucking brilliant header. Yeah, you can. It's a good header. Give you can't. Definitely it's a, it's a it's good header. Head. I agree. No, I, I agree with you, but you can. You could put it in the corner, but he's doing well. But I, I don't but think you it's You can't a realistically expect more than that, is what I'm saying. Like, that's a great header. Then the one when Bradley's played a term, he's all he's done everything that you can do, which is just let it run across, direct it goal with, with the inside of your left foot. He's done everything right. The keeper's made a fucking... Either a great save or a lucky save, whichever way you want to look at it, because he's diving the other way and it hits his foot.
0: No, Dave, but you can look at Gakpo's finish tonight, where like his goes right in the corner where the keeper can't get it. It's a similar situation. It's a pullback. It's uh, it's it's actually Gakpo's chance is actually situation. harder. No, no, this is no, 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 no. actually a harder chance. because no. right it, hard, it is like, like, a harder chance. Not for me. All, got on this is... How many strikers have we
1: got on this part? Just, pod? just One. put that to I'm bed for about to defend you? Just, no. just
2: I'm about to defend Just you, can't... but what I'm saying is, I'm okay with I'm okay with him hitting the hitting good shots at the goal where the goalkeeper's got to save, and they'll go in eventually. All I'm saying is, he can do better. He could do the Newcastle finish, on one of the three, he could put it in the side netting, and then you go there, you go, there's your goal. He you could put two of them well, into it's the a stand tight stand angle, and Newcastle or oh, no, wasn't it that I know, what I'm saying, well, no, the the one way of the ball comes in, he gets his foot on it, and the keeper says, That's fine. I'm I'm not. I'm happy that he keeps getting these chances, these good value chances, because I think eventually they'll start going in. Because if you just keep working goalkeepers, eventually it'll it'll come good for him. I don't mind. But what I'm saying is, he could do better. He could he could score on them. But I'm I'm okay with what he's doing. I'm okay with him blaming it at the goal and the goalkeeper having to stop it because it's you know Curtis has got a goal tonight and he hasn't. Yeah. That that I was that was a great that. shot. You know what I mean? He just he does need it just to flick someone. And you know, get a touch of luck. That's fine. But as those those
1: things are not happening for him. That's my point. No. Gakpo missed kicks one last week. It goes in, and Curtis gets the deflection. It's just he's in one of those runs where just none of that shit's happening. We scored three games ago, didn't he? So it's just, yeah, as long but, as his head doesn't go down,
2: I'm, and I'm it, not bothered. As long as his head doesn't go down, because we've had this somewhere. I've heard people going, "Oh, what would you say if it was United? If he was playing for United, wouldn't you be laughing about?" No, if I was watching that for United, I'd be thinking at some point that lad is going to take off and score hatfuls. That's what I'd be thinking. So I wouldn't be taking the piss. I'd be looking. My issue
0: ring. isn't my issue isn't that he's missing some chances. it's that like none of them are going in? Like I I think from those three. That he had tonight. They weren't absolute surefire. The the header is a good header. The the second chance. uh, When he got played in by Gakpo. Was. um, He hit it well. I wouldn't necessarily expect him to score from there. The third one. I would definitely expect him to
1: score. But. It seems but it's like every that every... it didn't go in. Look at the scene. No, it's not there. It's not in the corner sport. though, is it?
0: Like stick it in the fucking top corner. Keep oh, it coming it across like... Like that. it's it's fizzing across.
1: You can't just put
0: them in the you corner. Just, yeah, but you'll make every single fucking excuse for him. And all, all I'm, I'm saying is mind, that I would. Know. <laughs> but all all I'm saying is that like, just some of just some of like I'm willing to. I don't think he should put every chance away. I don't think he should put every easy chance away. I just think there should just be fucking some, not one in 16 games, Dave, where he's, like, fucking... it's
1: It's a total anomaly.
0: But you it's keep like, saying this, like, you I know. Like it he,
1: is, he, he's, and it will it will sort itself out and eventually. It, it just will there's no, there's no, no way this can work. carry on. There isn't. There's he's no, no not, evidence. But to he's back not ballooning shots high and wide, missing the target. He's not doing that. He's getting denied. Keepers are making fucking brilliant saves all the time. That'll just turn around eventually. Even without him doing anything different. The law of averages means that will turn around. They're not what's happening going now. Is, they're not going like, where the
0: keeper can't get them. That's why he's not scoring. Well, obviously, the like, you look at any top he, you, but, exactly, you look is, at any fucking top striker. They're like the reason why they get so many goals is because they put them where the goalkeeper can't save them. Oh, a hand it's nothing of to do with luck.
1: There's a handful of strikers mm. who are doing that. He's not Harry Kane, and he never will be Harry Kane. But he does other things. You know, it's I, I just think like people are totally fixating on oh he hasn't scored again, he hasn't scored again. The team's winning, he's contributing, he's, he's like he's he set up one goal tonight. Technically, he's got two assists. He basically turned the game. Him and Gakpo come on and completely turn that game, and we won from being one nil down. And something else, when he's not playing, we do not look as good, and I'll fucking die on that hill. We're a much better team when he's in it, and we're much more fun to watch you, when he's in it. But we're so why are people chances? fixating on the fact? Oh, he hasn't scored. Why is that like such a massive oh, deal? No, 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 because that's what we're not with fucking talking about it in you this are, moment. Right? Yeah. We've
0: been praising him for how well he's played and how he did. Turn it's it's praised now. Like it, little now backhanded it
1: comes to all the time. Not specifically. <laughs> there's, no, there's no backhanded I'm not, dig. No, we're not specific we're specifically you,
0: talking just, about the chances that he's had.
1: Uh, it's just like it's just fucking relentless. It's like, oh, look at that. And, and I'm not talking about you here. I'm just talking in general. Just, like, the amount of fucking stuff that like that you see. And it's like, oh, come on. Just the middle Because right, it, it will turn around. But I no there's longer it think ground. it's a case of... He'll score, and then that's it. He'll go and score like in ten consecutive games. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be like an immediate turnaround. But let's see where we are in twelve months' time. If we're still having these conversations, I don't think we will. I think it's it's just going to get steadily better. And as long as he keeps doing everything that he's doing now, and then the goals will start to come. I'm not worried. I'm just frustrated that I'm constantly having to. Even that tonight, it's like. I don't think like he's done anything wrong on any of them three chances, but I also know that people are going to be like, oh, look, he can't score. And it's so frustrating. And that's the thing so, that, like, that, that just gets Take it, it out with him. Don't take it out with me. I would if yeah, I could. I'd, I'd fucking love to, to give him finishing lessons. I'd love to just nah. fucking sit down and say, come on, what are you thinking nah. in these situations? But not on tonight. He's done nothing wrong on any of them. Absolutely nothing third wrong. One, he's third just one he one should Luffy. score. No, third, the third one's like the one he had... Was it? Wasn't the what was the last home game? I think Newcastle. Was the it was the the third one goes in
2: about one in five, one in four, something like that. Probably. I honestly, it's not that great a chance. I think it's another one of those where he only gets it because he gets in there. So there is that element of the reason why he's getting so many of these chances is because he's getting into areas that other people wouldn't get into, or because other people would have their head down. I think there is... You you can't get too precious, Dave. It's about number nine. Owning. If he's not getting
0: into yeah. those areas, when. What, well, then what's he doing in the fucking Well, team? that's fine. Well, no show me how many other number is,
2: nines yeah, are getting
1: yeah. into those areas. No other,
2: no other number nine in the league is getting the volume of chances exactly, of him. And that, exactly. and that is partly because of him. But also, you can't get precious about people saying... Liverpool's number nine isn't scoring goals. There are it's not it's not some like weird obsession. It is okay for people to go. It's the way i are saying it though. I want Nunes to be finishing better and I want Nunes to be scoring more goals. I think that's fine to say that. I think it'll come good. I think and I also think Liverpool fans should, if any set of fans, Liverpool Liverpool fans should understand the idea of just being like a volume monster because that is what Salah is. Salah is not a, a clinical finisher. He's a volume monster. He gets himself, he gets himself, low, big, big chances because he gets volume. He just gets in, gets in, gets in, and occasionally he'll score a low volume chance, same way as Nunes did three weeks ago when he just like side-footed that one into the side netting. Honestly, you've got. To, I, I look at it and I just go volume. I go if, if you can keep producing that amount of volume of getting in there, getting shots. I think it will come in the end. There's evidence, there's pure evidence in the past, he was a good finisher at Benfica. he was a good finisher in the Champions League, we've seen it. I'm encouraged that his head isn't going down and that he's still ploughing into the area, he's still getting chances. I think it'll come good, I don't think it'll be a problem. I do think it's okay for people to be a little bit snotty about it and go, could you finish a little bit better sometimes? That's fine. Do you not think is that not a
1: reasonable no, I think, ground? I do think that, but it's the it's the over the top reaction to it that bothers me. But what you just said there, that kind of that sums up what I'm trying to say. Is like it's when I see people saying, "Oh, he shouldn't be playing. Put someone else in. They'll put those chances away." I'm like, "No, they won't be getting those oh, chances. Get yeah, they won't That's get them. That's the yeah. whole point. He's he, all had the the chances tonight. Isn't that he's a getting and not scoring. The header tonight." No, very
2: few of the players get that on target. It's, it's a really good leap. It's a really good header from a guy who's like six three, six four, whatever he is. Yeah, there's an element where he's creating a lot of chances for himself that other people wouldn't get. But there's also the element of he's, he's missing. He's missing big chances. He missed a lot of big chances last year. Yeah, but, but he also plays one, with so. Mohamed
0: Salah who and Trent Alexander Arnold who play who create more big chances than anybody else in the league. Like seventeen for Mo, twelve for Trent. That's why he's getting so many big chances. It's not because he's Or, this... or are they creating I mean... so many chances because no, they've got not. Darwin on the end that. of them? Yeah. No, because they without create big the chances. But whoever they play with, so no, look how many really assists that. those lads have got pre Darwin. Like that's fucking bollocks for a
1: start. No, no, that's there's an element of both. You can't
2: you you can't create chances without movement, and you can't you're not going to get the chance if someone doesn't find you with the pass. So it's a bit it is a bit of both with that. You know, when people say you've created big chances, right? That's fine, but if you've got a striker who's got shit movement, you're not going to create chances for them. So there is a, there is a bit of both. I, d- I do get what you're saying, Chris, that it's fair because Salah's output assist wise and like key chances and stuff has, has definitely gone up this year. Um, but yeah, I, I saw I, I'd go back again and just say we should Salah is a, is not a clinical finisher. He's a volume player, so we should know that what that can look like when that goes right is all I'm saying. And I think I think there's a potential for Nunez. It could and if it, if it does he he'll be at a level and so fingers mm-hmm. crossed that comes sometime soon
1: if nunes Absolutely. could finish like Origi could finish he'd be scoring 40 a season easily divock had like so many limitations in everything else he did but he was a fucking brilliant finisher it's like he got a chance it was in he just always seemed to find a way to just get the ball in the net Mm -hmm. but he's not enough and it only happened for us like whenever he's whoever else he's played for he's been shit like proper shit but with us he's just the fucking magic
0: i completely agree with both of you guys in that when he's on the field we look a better team i think he's playing well i think he's contributing massively positively to what we're doing um but where you and i differ and where. The three of us differ. Is that you guys think it's going to come good? I don't. I don't mm. think he's. I just don't think he's a very good finisher. And I think this year, before this season is over, it's going to cost us, and it's going to cost us a trophy. That's where I'm at with it right now. I fucking hope to God that it proves me wrong. But that's just where I'm at right now.
1: Okay, so let's say, for example, uh, we're in another final, and let's say Jota misses a great chance, and we don't win. Are you going to say, "Oh, Jota's cost us it"? No, because it, he's no, the narrative's already written. Like, but the narrative's already written. Like it, it's it's not just you that said that. I mean, it, dep- someone it, else I mean it depends, well. doesn't
0: it? I mean, it depends, doesn't it? If it's like if he's on the line and he and he oh, misses, yeah. if he's two yards out with an open goal, he misses. But like, I'm not gonna haul Jotter over the coals for missing a decent chance when he's the most clinical. Feet, you know, that he just does, obviously doesn't have a hundred percent chance conversion rate, but it's a lot higher than the eight percent chance conversion rate that. The other guy we're talking about is. So but, I just think that's a bit of a misnomer, really. I just think that over time. You're you judging by fortunate standard, then? No, I think we've been fortunate this season in that the games where Darwin has missed the most chances and the biggest chances are games that we've generally speaking, we have won. I think the only exception I can think of that uh, to counter that would be the Fulham one where he blasted that one from two yards over the bar. Um, it took like a 90s. Sorry, yeah, I beg your pardon, Luton. Um, and it took a ninety seventh minute header from Diaz off the bench to to rescue us in that game. I think it it's it's gonna co- it's gonna start costing us points because I think this trend will continue rather than right itself. That's just that's just how I view it. I don't necessarily think it's something that's gonna just all of a sudden click into place and he's gonna become a clinical finisher over a sudden. I think this is who he is when it comes to finishing.
1: But you saying that's all. Like, that's that's he's where he's gonna cost us by missing the chances, but you're not judging anyone else that way. You're not going to say, oh, he's going to cost us if they miss a chance. It's like you're waiting and if he misses a chance, it's like, right, look, see, I told you, he's cost us. But if another player is missing those chances, you're not going to have that same view. So that's like... That. Because, he's they're, he's because they're delivering on them. No, well... Like, he's judged differently. What if they are or what if they aren't delivering? So what? In a particular big game, and one of them misses a great chance. You're, you're going to be like, fine if it's any of the others. But if it's Darwin, it's like, oh, look, he's cost us. That's not fair. We're not going to
0: be fine because they've got a record. But you're not of going to
1: single them out and say they've cost us?
0: No, because they've got a record of putting chances away in other games. Like, you know, it's not, it's not like a trend that is eventually going to catch up with us. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that his poor finishing is going to catch up with us and it's going to cost us silverware. So far, it hasn't. And I hope I'm wrong. But I don't. I don't I see he's, this writing itself. That's, that's. I think he's more really likely to get really us really
2: into a final. I think he's more likely to get us into a final, whether scoring or not. I think he's more likely that we throw him on and he, he turns the moment of a football match in the semis or something like tonight.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that's more likely. I think it's more. I agree. And I get. He might miss a chance, but if you're if we're in a cup final, it's 0-0. I'm gonna throw him on because I think we're gonna get three chances. That's all I'm saying, and I don't, and I might not throw Diaz on because I might not think he'll create a chance. So that's the difference. It's that thing of, like, he might get three chances, he might miss them all, but Diaz might not create a single chance in that 20 minutes. I think there's that element of it as well, that he does make things happen. So I get it. There's no use creating three chances if you miss them all, but hopefully they start going in a bit more than they, than, than they are at the moment.
1: Defo.
0: All right, Dave, you got anything to add to that? I'll give you the last word. Um, no,
1: I've <laughs> said my piece. Said my piece, Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um,
0: so should we talk a little bit about the absence of trends then and, and what's that? what that's going to cost us in the weeks to come? Um, Linda said it's going to be three weeks. Um, experience tells us that it might be longer than that. Best-case scenario, i say, Dave, we probably get him back for Arsenal. Uh, I think we're also quite fortunate that in in the next two or three weeks we have the break, Mm. and then there's an FA Cup tie, and I think there's only one other league game before the end of the month away at Bournemouth, which is obviously tricky, given how they're playing uh, lately. Is there an argument to be made that if this was going to come at any time, like, now is probably the time you want it, or is it the case of we're already down a few bodies, this is just a blow that could derail us a little bit?
1: No, this is definitely the time for it to happen. When you look at the fixtures. So, if it's three weeks, and who knows, because there's a a track record of them saying one thing and then it being like fucking six months or something. Um, If it is three weeks, not a problem. So... That takes us to we're on a, that takes us to round about what did you, what date did you say the FA Cup game was? Twenty seventh or something like that? Yeah, the weekend of the twenty seventh. Yeah. So probably he'd sit that one out, but that's when you'd expect them to be more or less ready to come back, but you think they'll probably leave him out of that one. So Chelsea should, the Wednesday. Which after. is Chelsea. So yeah, yeah. so we should be back for that game then if the three weeks is, is accurate. So that's fine. We should be able to cope in, in the meantime. OK, Bournemouth away is not, not easy, but... It's um, tricky, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, it, Connor Bradley looks like he's a good player, looks like he, he he's up to the task. Um, other people have just got to step up a little bit and, you know, it's a chance for somebody else, isn't it? You know, if Bradley takes his chance at right back, the midfielders are going to have to provide that creativity with, with Trent not being there. Someone's going to have to step up um, in, in, that, in that role. And... Um, It's the best time for it to happen. If Any other point in the season, he's probably missing like three, four league games in a Mm three-week period, plus whatever midweek games we've got. We're on a break and we've got two FA Cup games. Well, he played the first one, so he'll miss an FA Cup game, maybe. Might be back for that. And he'll miss the two semi-final legs against Fulham and the one league game. That's, That's okay. It could be so much worse. Hopefully it's not worse and it is just three weeks. If it's three weeks, I'm fine with that. We should be okay.
2: Mm. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I think
1: I think obviously Bournemouth
2: away is not. It's not um, an easy fixture. It's one of the easier teams. It's, the bottom, it's a bottom half team, so y- you know you've got to take it on the chin and go. We're gonna to have to miss a cup, a couple of games. Maybe the Bournemouth game, maybe the Chelsea game, where you'd want him. But yeah, I suppose it's that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's um, can people step up? I think whenever we've won things in the past, and whenever we've had these good seasons. It is because Klopp keeps everyone interested you know like like Jota was saying I think last week was when we were chasing all four trophies he felt like the momentum was really good because everybody was playing football and everybody was ready to step in and so you know maybe that we'll we'll see a bit of that over I think January is going to be the month of our the fringe players are the fringe players going to step up and is it going to be a drop off when they do um you know anyone who's been wanting minutes Harvey Elliott, you know, he's going to play more than he has been. So, are you going to step up? Are you going to make a difference? You know, Jota is probably going to be a big man in the in the next four games. Is he going to perform the way we want him to? You know, I think it's always going to be it's it's always going to be a massive loss. You're losing a generational talent. You're lo- you're essentially losing one of the greatest creators in Premier League history. Him and De Bruyne have been so far ahead of everyone else for the last few years in like moving the ball up the pitch and creating chances and balls into the final third and into the penalty box and you know they're just streets ahead of everyone else so obviously you're going to miss that but you'd like to think because we've got this squad now we've got different options we can you know we can find a solution to that given that it is Bournemouth away Fulham now don't even need to win that fixture that can be a draw fine so we can we can just go we don't need to be stretching ourselves too much in that match. We can we can let them come onto us a bit if we need to, um, and then yeah, the FA Cup match, whether that be Norwich or, or Bristol, I I think that's the one where you rotate a bit, especially especially if you're already in the final. If you're in the League Cup final at that point, I think you maybe do play Owen back. You do just you do give a few lads a chance. I don't know. You never want to go out of the FA Cup, but let's remind ourselves the last time we chased all four. We killed ourselves for the next season, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I know that was an older, it was an older squad, but it it did us in for a year <laughs> after that. So <clears throat> just got to be conscious of what what that sixty game,
1: sixty five game season might was that because we came like. up short though. Do you think we would have still did ourselves in if we'd have won them? I don't know. I don't. Probably I don't. You,
2: both, right? Like, who yeah. can tell? There's there's a there was a definitely a physical aspect to it, wasn't there? And I think probably there was a mental aspect to it as well. So who knows? You you literally, yeah. I don't know how you get over that. You you're a couple of bounces of a ball away from the quadruple, and mm. you end up with two. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whether that gives you the lift to go again or, or not. Um, but I think they just a lot went of so
0: many times that that was always going to be the last. Yeah, and they're for that, all the for last. For group of players, that was always going to be yeah. the last
2: chance for it. So I don't think they thought that, but I think age profile wise. It, maybe it was there was a physical element and maybe if they win the league the next season they would have been it would have you know they would have kicked on again and they would have been more lively rather than just i yeah we, i think we've said it before but it is it's hard to understand just how difficult it might be for these people for these for these sportsmen to go and get 99 points and 96 points and 92 points and still not have the medals for it and just think mm-hmm. i've got to go again next year i've got to go and do that again next year and still not win the league um, yeah, I I think that could probably grind you down to the point where you you know, you wanted to just go and retire in Saudi Arabia, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then come yeah. back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and then realise you absolutely <laughs> fucked it and come back. No, it's too hard. He didn't know it was gonna be that hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> didn't know his wife wasn't gonna be allowed to leave the house either. <laughs> yeah. I just You have a look at that with with with, with Gerard when he brings his like haired blue eyed son to the the press conferences yeah. and why aren't you bringing your three daughters to the to the mm. press conferences, there, Stevie? You're <laughs> fucking hypocrite. Um, what? A, son, anyway, a like, son
1: who's named after Leo Messi, even though Ronaldo's the goat. You're, too, you're way
0: too you're way too hung up on that.
2: That's a
1: ridiculous that, thing nah, for you to
0: be upset about. Right like, it's, it's really did we see stupid. that
2: Ronaldo got put in the team of the year, the FIFA team of the year? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that pissed me off yeah. more than any. I don't know. I don't even care about anyone else in the team. But the fact that they're still pandering to that fucking con. Yeah. Oh, well, sometimes you see on Twitter. He's retired. He's not in the team of the year, is he? He's retired. Mm-hmm.
0: You see, like look at look at you know the, the end of Ronaldo's career, and he's still delivering the big numbers, and just completely oblivious to the fact that he's playing in like a retirement
2: league. But um, yeah, same standard me and yeah. Dave play when we we're playing seven aside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right i mean i think ronaldo would probably still get less than dave in those games so uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs>
2: don't I think why are you doing it why
0: are you doing it <laughs> don't give us i'm shutting it down no um, he'd score
1: more but i'm 50 now so you know there is that right okay
0: i think maybe i think we'll do something during the break because we've got 11 days off now and it'd be a good time to sort of like have a bit of a, a chuckle about this Henderson situation because it's going to probably develop and it is it is quite funny um but I think we've covered quite a lot of good ground here I think there's one more thing I'd like to say about you know like the, the burnout there the injuries that we've had now they, they might not be the worst thing in the world for us come the run-in if we can just weather this month because mm-hmm. if we can get Trent a few weeks off we get we get like uh, Robbo, who's played like a third of a season so far. Costas sort will of have had a month off. You know, Dom's having a break, which it looked like he needed. Jota was out for ages as well. Thiago's like a year out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, th- th- there's a chance that it might be a slightly different situation there. We've got the Europa League, um, which obviously the knockout rounds for that, I think, for, a, 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 you know, we might still be able to rotate a little bit and not. Sort of approach them in the same way that we approach the domestic cup games with a bit of a youth, a bit of experience, and rotating as the situation decreases. Um, I don't think you know if we if we can get those players back, keep everybody healthy, manage this month well, then there's a really good opportunity for us to be quite energetic and really build on this start. And I think the way we're playing at the moment is a little bit more um, conducive to. A stronger finish in terms of the way that we conserve our energy, in terms of the way that we're using the squad and the substitutions. Um, I think during some of those full on, full on club seasons, you had those same players playing Saturday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, or whatever the permutations might be. Um, So I do think there's, you know, that doesn't have to be repeated in terms of the total burnout. I think we can manage it quite well. Is that something you'd go along with, Dave?
1: Did you see that? thing that that John posted on Twitter the other day John B uh, he sent it to us I retweeted it about how many games all the players mm. have played yeah I was really yeah, surprised I her, it know. was it was like um pretty much an even spread across the whole squad they were all on like mid20s you know the, the amount of games they played so the way it's been like rotated and that no one's having to play so much more than others you know it's it's been spread around really well. So that should leave us in in like a, a stronger position over the closing months because they've not played every game and the other thing that that um <laughs> that came to mind when you were talking about Chris and you said about like the energy that we're gonna have. Can you imagine what Robbo's gonna be like when he comes back? Because no, right. <laughs> Robbo, no, Robbo's been like he's been out for ages, but he's been in training. For, he, he's been running; he's fit. He just can't join in with the other players because he can't have contact. But it's not like he's not been able to train. He's gonna be like super fit and just <laughs> raring to go. And the amount of ground he's gonna cover when he comes back is gonna be every. It's like he's gonna be doing that Man City press. He's gonna be doing like six yeah. of them every game. <laughs> No, I can't wait be, to see Imagine him the needle The referees <laughs> going to be like
2: No No I've got yeah. Rob for his game back uh, And that He'll just do a canton he just be in the crowd
1: Can't wait to have him back Nice Yeah Definitely He probably will though yeah.
2: He'll inject that energy Like you're saying I, I, yeah. I do think If he ever comes back I do think Thiago coming back Would be quite It could be quite a nice Little boost as well I think like like you're saying there About the Europa Chris Especially with it being The two-legged affair it, you You can sort of against some of these teams i feel like you might be able to get it one in the first and then it means you can we can have a little bit of you can get players a game you know whether it's the young lads or whatever rather than it being a single um a single tie or a champions league game where it's in the balance because it's really competitive you might be able to against some of these teams go and get yourself a three nil and then right we can do what we want in the second leg it, it could really be yeah it it, it it could be very different to chasing the champions league in that it's a bonus rather than a negative, it's a bonus because you can keep people busy and you can keep mm-hmm. them, you know, you can keep them in a good rhythm and you can maybe give Owen back thirty minutes, you can give Ben Doak a couple of starts, you, you know, you can give lads games where, where they need that. And we I won't look at Real Madrid either, so Until you get to the semis, like unless I think unless you get a bad draw, we should like we should be winning that Europa League. I know it sounds arrogant, yeah. but we we should be winning that Europa League this year.
1: Leave a cue's yeah, not auntie. They're probably the, the biggest threat. Yeah. Maybe get down in <laughs> the final. Which t- attack is it?
2: Roma, a Roma in it as well? Yeah. That Mourinho. So yeah, that I that'd be so. a, avoid that, I think, please. But other than that, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, boys.
0: Well, I think we've covered some uh, some really really good ground there. Um, we do have that eleven day break now, so no games to cover. But um, like I say, I think we should do something in the interim. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had like a lot of. Uh, I think since the Newcastle game the Newcastle game was our most listened to podcast that we've had yet um, by quite a considerable margin I'm not sure where the numbers have come from but we do have quite a few new listeners so if you're new to the pods, really grateful that you found us and that you've tuned in hope you're liking what you hear um, in your favourite podcast app just hit the subscribe button leave us a star rating and a review in the podcast app of your choice it really helps go, to, go a long way in spreading the word tell your fellow Reds as well and um, we welcome everybody and um, hope you're enjoying what we're producing. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dave, anything that you want to add before we clean up tonight?
1: Uh, no, I do think we should do one over the break. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll do like another question and answer session plus other stuff, whatever we think of. But yeah, we'll do one during the break, definitely. And then what the next game is Bournemouth the following weekend, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, so we'll yeah. be back after that one. Didn't Dan say he
2: was going to do an Afcon special? He do, he loves the tournament, doesn't he? So is, <laughs> is he is he going to do, be doing a special one? God, <laughs> deep dive Afcon goalkeeping special. Be fun. <sighs> yeah,
0: I saw that. Um, just to close, I saw that Cameroon are letting Anana um, stay for the game between United and Spurs at the weekend, and they've probably just gone. Yeah, no, Should that's all right, month? lads. You yeah, can, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, yeah, thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. Um, thanks to Dave and Stu for joining me. And we'll catch you between now and Bournemouth. Until then, we'll catch you soon.
1: Well, the best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Woo, what was this? It was really good.